to be with you, Selva and Henny, both of you. So good to be with you, Pastor. And uh, also so excited that John and Rosa, our friends with Gina, their daughter, they are here. So I took off my shoes during worship because I felt this is holy ground. And I'm very emotional today to be to be with Henny and Selva after many, many years of meeting in all kinds of other nations, far and near, but never in Toronto, never in their hometown. So I'm now with their family and with their extended family. I took my shoes off because I felt the Lord said to me, this is holy ground. And uh, when we were singing, God is so good, um, I felt the Lord said to me, these people sitting here, they are not just saying it. Their lives have proven that I'm good. Their ancestors have proven, and I never felt things like that before, but I felt it very strong this morning. It's not about you, but it's about where you come from and who you represent here. And you are a generation that came after other generations that have given their lives for the sake of the gospel. And I just feel something in me that I can't, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to put my shoes because I wore my nice shoes today. You know, I, at least I should, you know, and then I felt, no, I just, I just want to preach like this. And I just want to say, this is holy ground. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. And Lord, we honor you in this place. We bow before you. We worship you. We thank you for the lives that is presented here. We thank you for the nations that is presented here. We thank you for the kingdom of God that is reflected here, Lord, and in spite of, Lord, wherever circumstances that is going on, wherever sicknesses that is trying to hit us, wherever opposition that is trying to come against us, Lord, wherever opposition, Lord, that the enemy is trying to, to just bring our way, Father, we lift ourselves above all of this and we say, this is holy ground. You are here. You are here in this place. We worship you and we honor you. For you have, Lord, brought us to this place and this time. Lord, this group of people, Lord, the new ones and the, and the ones from before. Lord, you've gathered us for such a time as this. And we thank you for this season, Lord. And we honor you. We honor you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's going to be very hard to, <laughs> to keep my tears, but um, I feel so honored to be with you. I feel so honored to, to share the word of God, the word he put in my heart and my spirit for this morning. Uh, and I feel honored to um, uh, mix our lives and our family here from the U.S., the Vandercox and the Emmanuels with you. Uh, this, is, this is family here. It's clear. <laughs> it's very, this is the family of the nations. It's, it's, it's here. The family of the nations are here. I, I didn't know where I'm standing, you know, just uh, the time, 11 to 11.30. Uh, you know, I didn't know. Where am I? Am I in the United Nations? Am I... Where are we? You know, how can all these people come together in one small place like this? You know, and, and in a way, I'm not sure, you know, if, if uh, 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 I'm not sure this is just a seed that is amazing seed. You know, it's like, it's like, a, it's a seed. I could see you as a seed that God is going to multiply. It is, it is, 
you know, maybe this this place is not called to be like, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, a church by the thousands, but but it is concentrated. I can feel the concentration of people who are strategic, people who are representing nations. And, and I can see that out of this place, out of this unity, I don't know all the history, but Henny is a close friend and we share from time to time. Uh, uh, normally we are interrupted by David, you know, wanting us to, to, uh, to do all kinds of tasks. <laughs> but we love this very much. We love it. We love it so much. And, uh, you know, so we, we never actually even get to talk about our local things and what's happening around. So that's why it's a joy for me. It's a blessing to be here today. But I sense that there is, there is something about to take off here in this place. There is something about to, to just go wild and wide all over the world. And, you know, it's just like uh, the, at least those nations that are represented here, at least those nations, and that's a large amount already, those nations are, are about to be to receive a blessing of healing, a blessing of, of revival uh, linked directly to you guys here. These are all the things that I was just feeling in my spirit as I was worshiping. And so uh, uh, don't look at the, the size, don't look at the numbers, look at the quality, look at the strategic things that the Lord is about to release from this place. And the words I have in my heart is, is, is more a word about the season that we live in. And I'm sensing it so much. I started to share with Hany the other day. We just met quickly uh, a couple of days ago. And, and it is a season of, um, it's not the season of the Holy Spirit hovering. We all know that the Holy Spirit hover, 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 hover. But this is a season of the Holy Spirit landing. <laughs> This is a season not just that the Holy Spirit is hovering, that we sense the Holy Spirit, we feel the Holy Spirit, we know that he's about to do something, we feel the wind, you know, the Holy Spirit is like a wind, we feel the movement, we feel something. No, this is a season of the Holy Spirit landing right in front of us and realizing promises that we waited for. And we went through long seasons of, of wilderness and of losing our way and of, you know, almost, I almost want to say also losing our minds, you know, like our minds couldn't understand and, and hope deferred and waiting and waiting and waiting. And so the, the voice that is released among us today is to just uh, release a trumpet and the heavenly realm over all of us and over our nations and over where we come from. And, and I can hear I can hear, I can hear the blood of the martyrs in this place. I can hear the blood of some of your ancestors. I can hear from Armenia and from Iran and from many nations. I can hear the sound of this blood crying out to the Lord. Crying out to the Lord, crying out to the Lord. And, and you, as you come at this season, at this time, and you, you, you have also endured some kind of suffering that is a little different than your ancestors, yet the Lord honor you and honor your, your grandparents and honor your grandfathers and your ancestors and where you come from. He honors all of that. And there is coming a time of all of this convergence. All of this is coming together. All of this, your life mixed with their lives, coming together and producing something in this season that is incredible. So the Lord is releasing that sound of the trumpet in our ears today because we are used to tough times. We are used maybe to wilderness for a long time. We are used to, to hope deferred. 
But this is the time of the Holy Spirit not only hovering, but landing in front of us and seeing. Now, one thing that I feel the Lord is just saying, don't ask me how. <laughs> I just feel he's saying to you, because what happens is that our minds, at least this is my own journey with the Lord. Every time I feel a breakthrough is about to happen, the Holy Spirit is about to land, not only hover over me or over my family or over my, you know, some needs that we have. And, you know, I'm like, how, 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 how? So my mind is always trying to kick in. My reason is always trying to kick in. And the Lord is, is, is all the time saying to me, just don't ask me that question. This question belongs to me only. Amen. Don't ask me how. Ask me first what. And as you believe, as you release your faith, as you start to trust in me, I'm going to show you how step by step. But I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm determined to make you totally trusting in me. I'm determined to make you totally dependent on me. I'm determined to not give you a plan to just comfort you. You're not going to be comforted with plans. <laughs> but you're going to be comforted by me. I'm determined that I am the Holy Spirit. I am your comforter. And no plans. And no securities. And no insurances. So you don't know, and, but you're joyful. <laughs> you don't know, and it, it looks bleak still. But you are full of peace. And people are astonished with that. It's like, how can you be laughing that much while, you know, we know that or we heard this and this happening? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I know that he comforts me. And I know that he is going to appear. As surely, it says in Hosea, as surely as the sun will appear, he will appear. Hosea verse. As surely as the sun will appear. He will appear. He will come like the dawn. There was a time in our lives, it was very, very dark. <laughs> very, very dark. We received the doctor's reports saying we will never have children. Uh, after seven years of being married, serving the Lord in the mission field, all over the nations in North Africa and the Middle East, and uh, I was the clever husband you know, while the doctors are doing all the tests and stuff like that, I was saying to my wife, don't worry, you know, maybe, so I was already in plan B, you know, uh, uh, don't worry if the doctors, you know, give us this news, you know, not a problem. We are called to be spiritual fathers and mothers. So we have a lot of spiritual children, blah, blah, blah. But hold and behold, when we hear the, heard the news, I, uh, I was, <laughs> I was not, uh, I was not the strong guy with plan B. I was, I was, I was finished and I was confused and I didn't understand. And it was a very difficult time in our lives, but the Lord gave us that verse from Hosea. As sure as the sun will appear, I will appear. I will come. And then I learned meditating on that verse that the, the time in the night before the dawn is the darkest part of the night. The darkest part of the night is that time just before the light comes. So friends, there is a trumpet among us today. Uh, you already know the rest of the story because there's two beautiful kids, miracle kids sitting with us here. <laughs> the Lord came and the Lord healed 
and the Lord provided. It wasn't with, with an easy journey because, because we were healed and then we were pregnant and then we lost that first pregnancy. <laughs> and so it was confusion again. And, and, and I feel the Lord just want to stir in us today. Trust me. Trust me. Don't worry about the how. How will I break through? How will I come? How will I land? How will I fulfill my promises? And the reminder from the word of God for us today is, is a comparison between the two stories of the crossing of the water that the Lord led the Israelites. The two waters the Lord led the Israelites to cross. One, remember, was the Red Sea, our beloved nation, Egypt. <laughs> and the second water, you remember, was the Jordan River. And the difference between the two is massive. And, 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 and the, the first one was Moses that God gave the staff and he anointed that staff for him. And he, he, he used him to challenge Pharaoh. And it was a season of shaking because there was all those plagues, all, all this time of, of the, the, the Moses going before Pharaoh, challenging him and, and all these things. And then that was a season... And then we know the rest of the story. The Red Sea opens. Amazing story. And then there was the second crossing after 40 years of wilderness. When the Lord was putting this thought in my heart a few years ago, I was, I, the Lord was asking me, do you remember all the details of the story of the Jordan? Like you remember all the details of the story of the Red Sea? And I realized, oh, I need to refresh my mind a little bit more. <laughs> so I started to go back to the word of God. But suddenly, I started to see that the story that I like more, the story that I heard more, the story they make the movies about, is the story of the Red Sea. It's not the story of the Jordan River. Yet the Lord was saying to me, the Red Sea was to just get out of Egypt. <laughs> But the Jordan River is the story to get to the promises. You must remember the Jordan River story. <laughs> the Jordan River story is, 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 both are very important stories. But the Jordan story is to realize. So what happened in the Jordan? To realize the promises. To get hold of the promises. To step in the promised land. To lay hold it's the story of the Holy Spirit not only hovering and God only promising. No, it's for the land to be realized, to be taken, to be possessed by the Israelites. And I feel this is what the Lord wants to remind us with this morning. The story of the Jordan River. The story of the Jordan River. That story is in Joshua 3. So I'm going to read a couple of verses from there. Joshua 3, starting from verse 3, and just read a few verses. Uh, they were giving those orders, and I will read from the second part of the verse. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then... You will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark 
Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And verse 6, Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. Um, I love the story so much, and I love the instructions that I see the Holy Spirit putting in front of us here. I love this, this first part. You know, the people were camping. They were just camping and waiting, and maybe this is a position that we are, we are kind of in. You know, there was amazing stories of coming out of the Red Sea, there was, but there was a long season of wilderness, and now there is this new generation of the Israelites, and they are... They're about to possess the land, but they have never heard a story like that in their lives. You know, all the, the stories they would hear is the stories of slavery, stories of being lost in the wilderness. There is no, nothing of, you know, position, nothing of this great, amazing news. Uh, they have never walked like this before. And so that's the story and the way Joshua is speaking to the people. He says to them, God is going to do amazing things among you. But you have not walked like this before. Take, go back, go back, go back. The, and the priests are going to go. So everybody's standing here. He's asking the priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant, go forward. And asking the rest of the people to go back. 2,000 cubits. When I googled 2,000 cubits, uh, you know, Uncle Google knows everything. <laughs> so Google said it's about 900 meters so 2,000 cubits is about a kilometer. It's about 900 meters, just a kilometer short of 100 meters. And that spoke so much to me. It's about, it's, it's a kilometer away from the ark. And he gives the reason, he says, for you have not walked like this before. You have never seen the promises. Realize you have never possessed the land You've never realized some of those big promises I have in your life. Uh, the healing that I promised you. The breakthrough that I promised you. The healing in your family that I promised you. But you're not, you're not going to see the plan. You see, that's what I was saying earlier. You don't ask me how. Just back off. Is that correct English? Back up. Back off. Back off. Go. You have not walked like this before. You don't know. So don't... Try to compare this time to any other time. Don't com try to compare your story to someone else's story. Just go back 900 meters, this 2,000 cubits. For you have not walked like this before. Okay, Lord, but what do you want us to do? I just want you to go back. And then the other thing he said to them, and consec consecrate yourself. So the only thing that I'm supposed to, to do is basically, here is the promise, and I'm not going towards it. I'm going actually backward. <laughs> Just calm. It's a picture of calmness. It's a picture of, it's a peaceful picture. It is not the same like the Red Sea. Remember the Red Sea? It was like, run, 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 run. Run, Pharaoh is coming. Pharaoh is trying to catch you, you know. Run, 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 run. Egriala, egriala, egriala. Run, run boy, run boy, run boy. We have this slang in the streets in Egypt, you know, if, uh, because we have a lot of wild dogs. You know, but it's taken care of or, you know, or, you know, some of those Muslim gangs sometimes, you know, they know that you're Christian. 
Uh, I grew up like that. Uh, Henny, I don't know if you experienced this. Run, 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 run. And that was the atmosphere of the Red Sea. Run, run, run. Pharaoh is about to catch you. Run, run before you go back to slavery. Run, run, run. And, and uh, you read the story in Exodus 14 of the Red Sea. And the people were panicking. The Israelites were panicking again. You know, ten times plagues before that. And uh, everybody's looking at Moses. And Moses forgot, it seems, because it says in Exodus 14, he looked to God, what will I do now? You know, <laughs> and God's reminded him of the staff. said, use the staff I gave you. Then he uses the staff. The whole atmosphere, the whole picture is a picture of panic. It's a picture of run, 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 run. It's a picture of, you know, somebody's coming to bite you from the back and, and just barely run and, you know, and, 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 and Pharaoh and his chariots drowned. And that's why I say all the Egyptians you meet today are good ones because the bad ones drowned in the Red Sea. So Haney and I are, and Silva and Aaron, we are fine. Any other Egyptians here? <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> it's interesting while i'm driving here and it was my first time to drive in, in toronto today so i was also panicking a little bit <laughs> feeling like i'm crossing the red sea <laughs> but you know what gave me comfort we stopped in a red light and then i looked at the car next to us and i thought i said to my family those are egyptians i'm telling you i know them from the face you know and we opened the window and i said hey are you egyptian and they said Yes, <laughs> and we, <laughs> we <laughs> and we got to know. <laughs> so I felt good. I felt at home. I felt. <laughs> um, so all the bad Egyptians drowned in the Red Sea. You know, the, the, now now we have the good ones. But the the Red Sea story was a story of panic. Of it's a it's a story of just and this is the story. That's what it is. It's a story to get out of. But you know, there is something that can almost deceive us a little bit with that story. We can end with that story because it's a spectacular story. And you know, and the Lord came through in our lives in, in, in a Red Sea way. And it was a spectacular story. It was an amazing story. But friends, the, the alarm among us today, the alarm for me, number one, and for all of us today, the trumpet that is, that is here today is saying to us, no, this season is a different season. This is the season of the Jordan River. This is the season of realizing the, the promises. This is the seasons of insisting before the Lord, you know, we, you will come and help us cross over. And it's not going to be panicky. It's not going to be by, by the gift of the leader Moses and the staff that God has given us. This is Joshua's way of leadership was totally different. It was, he looked at the leaders around, he looked at the priests, and he said, you're the ones that are going to lead the way, you're going to carry, uh, you are going to carry the Ark of the Covenant, and you are going to go and put your feet, and when we see the Lord moving and opening the way, it's so calm, and you guys go back, <laughs> go back, and when you see something happening, when you feel the wind, when you see that the Lord is making way, then you come. It is a total different picture. Total different story. I'm warned from that story and with that contrast of run, 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 run. And go back, go back, go back, go back. 
more, 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 and wait. I'm warned of something I call the spectacular. That I'm always waiting for something spectacular to happen. Always waiting for even another spectacular, even prophetic word, you know, or spectacular something to happen, or spectacular situation to, to, to take place, or event to happen. You know, the Lord is saying now with... Sorry, I have an alarm here that is going on. Uh, the Lord is saying, go back, go back, shalom to you, peace to you, trust me. You don't know how. You don't know how I will open the Jordan River for you. I'm not going to do things like I've done before. I will never repeat myself because I'm a creative God and I, I want you to look just to me. So I'm warned of the spectacular. Excuse my English words. Uh, my first language is not English, but, but this is the best I can get. <laughs> so don't wait for the spectacular in that season. And then I'm warned of something else. You know, when he said to them, go back, back off from the Ark of the Covenant. I'm warned from familiarity. That's the second thing. I'm warned from familiarity. We become familiar with the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. I'm warned of, you know, how, how many years I experienced God. How many times I experienced his presence. And we become familiar with that. The Lord is just wanting us to back off. <laughs> Take steps back. Don't become familiar with my presence. I will come in an amazing new way. You will be astonished how I come. But as sure as the sun appearing in the morning, I will appear. I'm sorry about the people of Toronto. Maybe you don't believe that verse, but in Egypt it appears every day, the sun. <laughs> the sun appears every day. <laughs> also in Iran and Armenia, probably. <laughs> so, so, so just think, think of that, you know. So as sure as the sun appearing every day, it will appear, you know, but it's getting so dark now. Yes, but my dawn is going to rise and shine. Friends, um, it is a new season. It is the season of realizing the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God becoming reality in our lives. It is not a hope. We, we've been refined with fires. We've been uh, 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 tested so many times. We have had our, our seasons of death. And we are coming out of it. I'll just share a quick story. I know time is, 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 is coming at us, but uh, just share a quick story from my life and maybe we just take time before the Lord and just, and just I just sense in my heart the Lord want to just come and, and touch us in some practical ways this morning and just settle something in our spirits about this season, just to come out of this place with faith. You know, we live in such amazing time. You know, I keep on thinking every time, you know, I'm preaching somewhere or teaching or going for ministry. It's like, Lord, what's, what's the point? People could sit at home and go online and then listen to the best preachers. Definitely, there is just like thousands better than me, you know. <laughs> so what's the point? But more and more as our world become like that, that you can sit at home and 
I have nice air condition going on and not feeling hot. They just have the per- per- perfect temperature you like, you know, and stretch your feet up, you know, and, uh, and have a nice big screen, you know, and, and good the drink you like to drink while you are, you know, worshiping and listening. The big difference is that we are together here and among us, his presence <laughs> comes. That's what makes the difference. And that's what we long for. And this is the only thing we want. Lord, like Moses said to the Lord, he said, apart from you, we can do nothing. Lord, what will distinguish us? He said to him, what will distinguish us? If your presence will not go before us, don't let us go from here. Because what would distinguish us? Is it not your presence? You know, if you look at other religions and other people, you know, they also have a place to worship. They go to it. They also pray. They call it prayer. You know, my friends in Egypt, you know, the Muslims, they they even fast 30 days of fasting, you know. Much better than, than, than many, you know, people that just, you know, fast one or two or five days, you know, for the whole, for the whole year. You know, so what, what distinguishes us? What distinguishes us from all the people of the earth is the presence of our God in our lives, is the evidence. And that's what I felt. That's what I felt when we were worshiping. I felt the Lord saying, these people, they are not just saying that I'm good. They have a life. Their grandparents have a life behind them. If they still did not have it yet, they come from a heritage that have proven that I am a good God. They come from a heritage that, 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 that have been tested with fire. And friends, that, 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 that blood that is echoing and, 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 and running through the ages. It's you are probably the generation that is going to see the fruit of all this suffering. All this price that has been paid for long, long, long time. So may we arise at this time and at this season. I became very sick five years ago. Uh, I was in the U.S. with my family. And we were, it was just a time to, to, to enjoy as a family, but also to do some ministry in few places. And anyway, suddenly I became very sick. Very, very sick. High fever. And they gave me antibiotics. It didn't work. Uh, then I go to the hospital for a serious uh, drip antibiotic, you know, and, uh, and anyway, um, I go to the hospital just for the antibiotic thing. And then they look at my leg that was very swollen and becoming red and turning black (laughs) and, and nothing is stopping it, uh, uh, and then they say, no, 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 you are not coming for a visit here. You are coming to stay here. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, it's, I remember my health insurance card, it says, card, it says, you know, it, it will cover me all over the world, you know, for three months. It's an international one, except the U.S. <laughs> They're like, great. <laughs> wow. You know, what are we going to do now? Like darkness. Had, but not only that, forget about all of that. It was the danger of the thing. Like suddenly, you know, from, you know, like, Lord, like I travel all over Africa, you know, in my ministry. I travel all over the Arab world. I travel in, in all those places and I don't get sick. And I travel to the U.S. and I get that sick. <laughs> like something very strange going on. And um, 
I'm getting pushed through the night, you know, for all those, they were very scared with that bacteria that it reaches my bloodstream and it looked like as if it is about to do that. And I'm hearing about amputating my leg and I'm, I'm like, just before that, before that event in my life, 2014, uh, the year before my dad passed away, the year before 2012, my mom passed away. So my mom and dad, 10 months apart, I was going through dark tunnel, difficult tunnel, difficult time. And uh, I had this amazing time with the Lord in the hospital because he came, he came through, he comforted me. And uh, I'll share with you quickly, during that night, I basically just said, Lord, no, you know, they can't amputate my leg. I, I, I can't handle the the thought of not kicking the soccer ball with my son, you know, take my life. Please take my life. But of course, I was in deep darkness. I was, I was a bit depressed. I was sad for the loss of my parents. Even our nation, Egypt, was also going through very big shaking politically and economically. And, and just suddenly, like, everything became very dark. And... Uh, Anyone that reaches moments like that sometime, <laughs> I reach those moments. And uh, I said to the Lord, but just take my life. And I had this incredible time. The Lord, clearly I felt his presence next to my bed, deep in the night, 2, 3 a.m. And uh, he said to me, you remember when I called you out of Egypt? And I said, Lord, I remember those moments very well. He said, do you remember when I asked you, will you die for me? I said, Lord, I remember it so well. He said, and you've been faithful. But tonight, Hanny, I want to ask you a different question. I want to ask you, would you live for me? Would you live for me? And I opened the word of God just randomly, uh, just to the Psalms. And I find Psalm 118, and it goes like this. I will not die. <laughs> I will live. And I will tell of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Aaron, maybe we'll just take a few moments together with the team. If you guys want to just stand up with me. We just want to say to the Lord, Lord, we want to live. I want to live. I will not die. Lord, protect me from familiarity, Lord, at this season. Protect me from waiting for the spectacular to happen. Lord, we are not waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for you. We don't have expectations. We want to replace our expectations today with expectancy. Amen. We want to replace, Lord, replace our expectations. Lord, whatever situation that we're going through, Lord, we replace it. Lord, with, we're not waiting for things to happen. We're waiting for you to come. We're not waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for you, you to appear, you, the son of righteousness, you to appear among us. Lord, we want to live for you. We want to live for you. Lord, the dead will not worship you. We want to live for you. And I feel in a minute we, we, we are going to come before the Lord. We're going to pray. We're going we're gonna to pray for health, to live for him. We're going to pray for emotional health. We're going to pray for physical health. We're going to pray for spiritual health. Lord, here we are. Lord, the world 
the world is waiting for the revelation of the sons and daughters of God. The world is in deep darkness. There is darkness. So this is the sound of the Lord speaking over all of us, over our church, over, over the church today, saying, Arise, my church, and shine. Arise and shine. Arise, arise, church. Arise, families of God. Arise, sons and daughters. Arise from your ashes. Arise from your sadness. Some of us here are, are grieving, and, and God is blessing those who mourn. But we are not grieving like the ones with no hope. We are not grieving like the ones. You're not grieving. I feel some of us have loved ones that, that passed away recently. Like the, the time I passed through this grieving for my own, my own precious parents. And those ones that we are grieving for, they are precious people. But they are in the cloud of witnesses. And now the Lord says, but you, you my daughter, you my, you my son... You, my sister, you, you, I want you to live for me now. I want you to live for me now because I don't want you to be, to be in this hopelessness. I want you, I want you to come to this place of realizing, realizing your inheritance that I have, I have given you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Here we are before you, Lord Jesus. Here we are before you, Holy Spirit. Come and minister to us. Come, I see the Holy Spirit come with, with amazing light to some dark rooms in our hearts. There are even parts in our hearts that we, we don't even know it ourselves. And he's helping us arise today. He's helping us arise as he would show us, as he would show us.